It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. You're listening to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. Special guest today. Absolutely. I have been, I don't know, nagging you. Something like just being like, hey, can we get, can we, can we try to get him on? Can we try to get him on? Yeah, can we get Keith Niebuhr of uh, Auburn Undercover on, please? Can we? Please? You, I think you, you're, you know him, right? Uh, you're fanboying a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I've tried to follow recruiting more lately, and it's just like every, it all circles back to Keith. Yeah, let's just let's and we're like let's just get Keith on. Yeah, let's just get Keith yep. on. Keith Niebuhr, Auburn recruiting expert with Auburn Undercover, joining us this morning. Keith, how you doing, boss? I'm good, but I, uh, expert is a little bit of a reach. <laughs> I always say you can't ever be an expert at something that you can't really wrap your arms around, and and recruiting is something you you can't ever really get your arms entirely around, but. We do. We do our best. Let's put it that way. Well, you're saying you can't. Uh, you can't fully. Uh, you know, expect certain things from 16, 17, or eighteen year old kids. I'm shocked. Well, you know. Well, you know. The funny thing is, uh, it's not just that. I mean, kids are kids, right? I, I actually don't think kids have changed that much from when we were kids or from when our parents were kids. And I mean, they may have different opinions about the world, but kids are kids, right? But it's all the other influences they have: the, the parents, the uh, the seven on seven coach, the uncle that all of a sudden shows up and, uh, you know, somebody they haven't heard from in years and, and now is in the picture. So there's all these external factors or unknown variables, I guess would be a better, a better phrase. And that, that's really what kind of makes it difficult and also difficult for college staff. And I give an example. Auburn felt great about Christian Leary a few weeks ago, the four-star receiver from Orlando, and then out of the blue he committed to Bama. So, you know, stuff like that does happen. And uh, there's a lot of unpredictability to it, but that's kind of what makes it fun. Sure. Yeah, there's no question about it. And so, uh, you know, talking about, you know, other factors, I mean, social media is a big one. On social media yesterday, yeah. there was a lot of folks, and, and including on Auburn Undercover's message board, a lot of talk about Michael Trigg, the tight end. Uh, now looks like Auburn's open to him playing two sports. What do you know about that? Yeah, I don't know what a ton. That's the four-star tight end uh, down in Tampa Bay. I think he's going to be playing at Carrollwood Day School this year. And I used to work at campus, so I'm familiar with a lot of these schools. Fairly new school, like less than 20 years old. You know, not hadn't been around forever. Private school north of town. Uh, he was at another school last year, and I think he may have even started his prep career at a third school. But that's that's kind of high school football in big cities these days. Guys going from one school to the the other. But he's a fantastic young kid. I know that. Uh, a real talent, six four, uh, maybe a little taller than that, two twenty, two twenty five. Super athletic. And you're seeing that a lot with tight ends these days. And uh, uh, you know, these NFL guys, a lot of these NFL tight ends, these pass catchers were high school basketball players that they put on weight or put weight on, excuse me, um, taught them how to play football, and uh, and then they kind of took off. And that's, you know, Brandon Frazier, who Auburn signed as a tight end in the 2020 class from Texas, 6'7", 249, great basketball player. Too. That's kind of what he is. And that's what Michael Trigg is. But, you know, the question is, Auburn already has one tight end committed, Landon King already have a bunch on scholarship. Two, two scholarship tight ends from the 2019 class, two from the 2020 class, and one committed for this class. Now, in Chad Morris's offense, the, the tight end plays a, a, a vital role in the passing game. Look, the tight end was important in Gus's offense, too. Just not as much in the passing game, but just because you're not catching passes doesn't mean you're not important. But 
in Chad's offense, they're catching pass. So they're looking for these flex tight ends, these guys who can really do a little bit of everything. And that's Landon King, the guy they already have a commit from from Texas, and then Michael Trigg. So, you know, now Auburn has said, you know, you got a basketball scholarship. So how that would work, and uh, you guys know this, but I, I, for anybody that may not know, he'd still count toward the football number, and he would not count toward the basketball scholarship number. But it's kind of a sign of respect, a sign that, yes, you would have a spot on the basketball team should you choose to play football at Auburn. I know South Carolina's done the same thing. Uh, you know, the path to playing the basketball team at South Carolina probably a little easier, quite frankly. Um, uh, so I, I don't know what this means for his recruitment. I just know that Auburn likes him a lot. If they were going to take a second tight end, he would be a guy they would certainly consider taking because they don't have to take one. Uh, they, don't have, they don't have to take one, but they like him a lot. They like him enough where they want to be in the hunt. Uh, but there's, I've heard so much chatter about his recruitment. Some days I think Auburn's got a great chance. Other days I hear he's trending away. I mean, just the last stream, he was trending away from Auburn, and now this past. So something we're going to have to track, but I don't have any concrete, you know, insight right now. I do know that he's he's talking to a lot of schools. I do know that. Uh, Elite Eleven is going on right now. Um, big news with uh, D. Davis getting. Invited to the finals there. Do you know uh, how he's doing? How he's how he's performing? Yeah, and, yeah, and normally we'd be there, but because of COVID nineteen, we've got protocols. We they would prefer us not prefer. We have a mandate. We're not allowed to cover events right now. We're trying to stay safe. We're trying to keep the kids safe. We're trying to keep the kids' grandmothers safe by not giving it to the kids. And uh, we've had some up. Uh, I just point out we've had some up close and personal. Uh, time with COVID-19, and uh, I don't want to name any names, but a co-worker of ours within our company uh, was near death, and uh, a guy not much older than me and barely made it, mm. and so we're, we're taking this pretty seriously, and so we're not there, but we are following. It's all live stream, and uh, Demetrius Davis is there. There's like 19 or 20 quarterbacks there from across the country. They're getting trained by Trent Dilfer, the former NFL quarterback, and some other guys there, and I don't think he's having a great week so far, to be honest with you. Uh, but I would also preface that by saying uh, that could have been predictable because he's a dual-threat quarterback. I mean, Demetrius Davis is not a polished thrower. He hasn't had uh, private training with coaches his entire life, okay, like a lot of these quarterbacks these days. Now, he does work with former NFL quarterback Jeff Blake, and he's making some progress. But he's still an unfinished product as a passer. Where Demetrius Davis is so good is as a runner, he can extend play. You can use him in the actual running game, and he can escape pressure. And so when you put that together with his solid passing skills but not exceptional passing skills, you have an unfinished product but a guy that's a winner and a guy that can do a lot of things. And you think that you know, his ceiling might be pretty high as a passer because we don't know what he can be yet. Some of these guys are great young players, but they're already almost finished products, which sometimes is not what colleges want. They want somebody that's a little bit raw, so they can see what they can become, and they can mold them into something. So, again, not really passing that great this week against air, <laughs> you know, which is always a little bit of a concern. But you turn on the film, and he's 37-2. He's thrown for, you know, well over 6,000 yards. He's won two state titles. I mean, you know, is he going to take the hit in the rankings? I mean, you know, it's always possible. People put a lot of stock in these camps. I don't put a ton into it, uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, right? Uh, again, Auburn's happy with him. They think he's a gamer. They think he's a winner. And they think he's an unfinished product with a great set of wheels. 
Yeah, and the last guy to have the kind of success that he's having in, in Texas high school football at the level that he is is Kyler Murray, who is yeah. smaller yeah. than he is, plays a similar style, and ends up being the number one recruit in the country and a five-star. Yeah. If if D. Davis manages to win a, a third straight state championship, do you think he'll get that fifth star just kind of out of respect? No, I, I, no, I don't. I'll tell you why. There's no knock on D. I think he's sensational. But like we just said, you gotta you got to kill it at these camps. You get you guys you basically got to kill it everywhere, not just on Friday. But also, a ranking is essentially a measure of long-term physical potential. So, on every high school team, you guys have been to high school games probably hundreds of times, right? So, on every high school team, and I think back to my high school, the best offensive lineman we had down at Buholt High School in Gainesville, Florida, state champion, by the way, beat beat uh, James Bostic and uh, Frank Sanders at Dillard oh, to win the state title. Those guys. On, a, on that high school team of ours, our best offensive lineman was a kid that was like 5'10". But his body can only take him so far. Then you have guys that are 6'6 and are not that polished yet, but their body can take them really far. So that kid's going to be ranked a little higher. So you're taking a lot of factors, right? How good are they on Friday night? But how good can they be down the road? The 5'10 offensive tackle, he's not going to be able to go to a, a Power 5 school. So he's limited there, right? So D. Davis... Great player, but really 5'11", 5'10 and a half, 5'11 and a half, in that window, under six feet, uh, and more of a runner than a passer, so not polished yet. Well, we know that in the NFL, to be an NFL quarterback, you've got to be polished as a passer. Now, he can get there, sure, but he's not there yet, uh, not even close to it yet. Uh, so I think a good, solid four-star is fine, believe me. I mean, Sam Bradford was a three-star coming out of high school, and I think he went number one in the draft. Uh, the difference between Kyler Murray – right now, and uh, and D. Davis, is that Kyler was a much more polished thrower. I mean, remember, Kyler's dad played quarterback at Texas A&M. So he was getting QB coaching from the, probably about the second day uh, in his life. I mean, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, that matters. But uh, D. Davis has a high ceiling. And here's the great thing. He gets to Auburn, and they're not going to need him to play in year one. They may not need him to play or you know, in year two. So he gets time to work with Chad Morris, learn from Bo Nix and Chad, and continue to get private coaching back home from Jeff Blake. And, uh, you know, we'll see. This is Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Keith, I absolutely love reading your stuff at Auburn Undercover. Oh, um, it, it, it's absolutely incredible. Worth every penny. Yeah. Absolutely. Lately, uh, you've had a number of stories about uh, Adonai Mitchell, uh, the wide receiver currently yeah. committed. I, I can't believe you. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe you pronounced his name right. Dude, you nailed that, Michael. You nailed okay. that. You nailed it. <laughs> I got it wrong on my own podcast. Okay. You know, I, had to, I had to correct myself, and I'm the, you know, I mean, yeah, well, I'm sorry, but I cut you off. What, what were you saying? Um, yeah, part of it is that um, D. Davis is one of the guys who's talking to him a bunch, and that's been kind of a recurring theme. Uh-huh throughout uh, a lot of these recruits is that D Davis is, is actively recruiting them. And how important is that to have uh, 
you know, members of the class recruiting other guys to come join. Yeah, it's important. I mean, hey, look, is it the end all be all? No, you know, a lot of times Auburn kids get to Auburn and they're meeting the other guys in their class for the first time. Okay, that happens too. But I think it helps. I mean, you want to play with guys you like, right? I mean, you don't want to play with guys you hate <laughs> or don't really you know, know much about. And, and he's just a really, I guess the word, I'm, I'm getting older here, but he's chill. He's just a, a cool, comfortable guy. I mean, you watch the guy play. I mean, he won a state championship game on a Hail Mary pass. I mean, he's just, he's just calm and cool. And I think other kids tend to gravitate toward that. He's a natural-born leader. And, he, yes, yes, he plays at a school that's got a lot of good talent, okay? And people say, well, he ought to win there. Well, St. Thomas, Aquinas, and Fort Lauderdale has more talent than anybody, and they don't win the state title every year. You know, you've still got to get out and perform on Friday night. Because when you think about getting to the final eight, let's say, in the state of Texas, the highest classification, all the biggest schools in Texas, and he's won two straight state, state titles, you're probably from quarterfinals to semifinals to finals playing teams that are Hoover-level teams in every round, okay? You're not just playing Hoover in the finals. You're playing them maybe in the round of 16, maybe in this quarter. I mean, over and over. So he's done it. And kids know that, and they respect that. And they gravitate toward other guys that are confident and other guys that are winners. And he's both of those. So it's been uh, immeasurable, the, the impact academy. Landon King is not committed to Auburn without this, the tight end. Four-star uh, offensive guard, Jade Roberts. And he said, you know, He's an Auburn commit. He said, hey, you know, I didn't commit to Auburn because of Jake, uh, because of uh, D. But D opened that door. When they started pursuing D, that really opened the door to Jade and then Auburn, the Auburn step to the rest. But it doesn't happen without D opening the door. And so he knows Adonai Mitchell, who originally is from Texas, by the way, now playing in Tennessee. Uh, he knows them well, and he's been working them hard. And, you know, they're trying to build a special classroom. But he's working on other guys. Amarius Mims is a five-star tackle, offensive tackle out of Georgia. I think that one's going to be hard. I mean, I think he's a, a strong Georgia lean, but you don't know, right? You don't know. I mean, Derek Brown was a strong Georgia lean. Kyle Davis was a strong Georgia lean. I mean, the uh, TVS Walker, the last cycle, who I love, was a strong Georgia lean. We all fought, right? So, anything possible. He's working on a kid named Amari Harvey, a four-star safety out of Tallahassee, Florida. He's just working on a lot of kids. He was working on Christian Leary and thought he had him and didn't, but but uh, maybe they were never even in the game without him. So you're not going to get everybody, uh, but these kids seem to want to play for him. And, and the interesting thing, or play with him, excuse me, the interesting thing is a lot of these positions, these guys will be playing in year one and year two. The quarterback, though, if Bo Nix is there for four years, let's say, then he's going to have to sit behind Bo a couple years. So it's funny, you potentially some of those guys could be kind of their last year before being three and out guys while he's making his first year as a starter. So it's kind of interesting how that works out sometimes. I mean, they're all coming in at the same time, but they're not all going to be playing and starting at the same time. Absolutely. And there's a a couple big commitments coming up uh, in the next, yeah. I mean, yeah. 12 days really. Yeah, big weekend. Uh, it starts this weekend on the 4th. Uh, I know Latrell Neville is set to commit. Um. What are you kind of hearing? Could Auburn have a, a really big stretch well, this weekend that ends well, with uh, Cameron Kinchins? Well, you know, I, I, things are subject to change always. But as of the last time I checked, Neville was a guy they were being a little more patient with. They maybe weren't putting the foot on the gas. He's a taller receiver, kind of like Adnai Mitchell. 
right? And again, these things always change. This is what's so frustrating. Sometimes you do a show, not like not like I'm in high demand here or anything, but you'll do a show and then a week later things really change. You know, you're told Auburn wants two tall receivers in the next week. It's one tall one, one small slot guy. So you don't know. But last I heard, they kind of like one taller guy and maybe one smaller guy. And, and again, things can change based on sometimes maybe you uh, you know a guy on your team's not going to make it. Maybe a guy's not coming back from injury. Maybe uh, a number the number you want to take at another position changes, and that gives you one more spot at this position or one less spot. So things are always changing. A lot of moving parts. Um, and, but he's a taller receiver. Adnan Mitchell's a taller receiver. Adnan Mitchell seems to be getting more attention from Auburn right now. He's faster. Um, you know, maybe on the verge of getting a fourth star. Committed to Ole Miss right now. Uh, we think that's not going to last, though. So, I, you know, I know Nebraska feels really good about Latrell Neville right now. And, again, I don't know how hard Auburn is pushing. Could could that change? Could could they ramp it up? Sure, they could. I, I, I know some people have been concerned about his get-off speed, uh, you know, on the ball. And I, I don't know – I'm not saying Auburn is. I just know some other people have. He's a fine player, by the way. It just feels like Auburn would be the team to beat if they were pushing. And they're not the team to beat as, as of right now. Again, we're recording this Wednesday morning. I mean, things are always subject to change. But last I heard, I don't think I don't think he's going to be at Auburn. Now, that doesn't mean they couldn't circle back if they don't get him this weekend. Uh, they could. You know, they, Again, things are always changing. Um, and then Cameron Kinchin's on July 11th. That's his planned announcement date. He's a four-star safety out of Miami Northwestern. That's a tricky one, too. I know Auburn wants them. It's kind of one of those things, you know, Auburn likes them a lot. But if you miss, it's not the end of the world because they really have a bigger need at corner. And you can turn corners into safety pretty easily. But it's much harder to turn a safety into a corner. Much harder. Because they're not as fast generally. And not as twitchy. Not as hip flexible. So, uh, but Cameron Kitchens is Auburn and Miami. And he's got a lot of connections to Miami. Miami Northwestern, his school, has put more guys at the University of Miami than any school other than Coral Gables High, probably historically, okay? Yeah. Probably 25 in the last 20 years. I mean, it's insane. One year they had like a half dozen guys from the same high school team go to Miami. Uh, so you've got that. And one of the Miami assistant coaches, uh, Stephen Field, I believe, um, used to be a coach at Miami Northwestern. So you got that connection. Uh, then you got Ed Reed now working, for the, he's, uh, working in the football offices at Miami, former safety, former Miami All-American safety, maybe – one of the five best safeties ever to play football. I mean, I mean, you can make that argument probably. Yeah. So you know he's in his ear. One of his teammates is committed to Miami. I mean, there's so many things, and you're like, oh my god, how is Auburn going to beat them? Well, you know, Wesley McGriff went into Texas last year, Auburn's secondary coach, and pulled a four-star safety, Chris Thompson, away from the Longhorns. Nobody thought that was possible. Uh, you know, in fact, we got wind of that like a few days before, and people thought we were just full of it, and. I mean, that was an incredible get. So you got him working. You got Larry Porter, who's the area recruiter. That's Auburn's tight end special teams coach. He knows Miami well. He's working them hard. You got Gus Malzahn involved. You got Kevin Steele involved. Kid visited my, uh, Auburn earlier this year, fell in love with it. Him and his family, they liked that it's quiet. They liked that it's, uh, he's a quiet kid. He's not a go out party kind of kid. I'm not saying that's Miami. People have these impressions of Miami, but I'm not saying that's what that's like either. I mean, Miami's down in Coral Gables. It's not. It's not uh, on the south side of town. It's not on Miami Beach. 
You know what I mean? It's not in the club district. You know right, what I mean? right, right, but, right. Uh, in, fact, in fact, Auburn's closer to the clubs than Miami is, okay? <laughs> Which is kind of funny when you think about it. But, you know, so there's all these things working for Miami, but then Auburn's just hanging around, and they still feel like they've got a real shot. And, you know, our, our director of national recruiting at 24-7 sports guy named Steve Wilfong, his sources tell him that Auburn may even be trending. Now, this was two weeks ago. We haven't heard much since then. Uh, so it kind of could go either way. Now, I will say this on Miami reporters. think it's Miami. I don't have a pick yet. Uh, I sound like a wishy-washy dude, I know, but <laughs> I'm just cautious. I mean, sometimes these things are close. I'm projecting Adonai Mitchell to Auburn, and he's still committed to, to Ole Miss. So sometimes they're just really close, though, and this sounds like one of them. I wouldn't be surprised at either decision. Uh, he's a fantastic kid, by the way. Sure, sure. Keith, uh, not, not all of, not all are, but he, but he is. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally get it, man. I totally get it. This is Locked On Auburn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Keith, yeah. a big uh, a big part of being a subscriber at AuburnUndercover.com, you get access yeah. to the message boards. And and uh, I don't know when you sleep because you're constantly answering all these guys' questions and you do an outstanding job with it. But I've uh, I've been laughing all offseason. It seems like you're asked two or three times a week uh, about Auburn, uh, the punting situation. Uh, do you? And so I'm asking you again, uh, what, what do you know about it? What do you know about the punting situation? Have you talked yeah. to anybody? Yeah. I mean, nobody's ever going to listen to your show again because I'm giving such that's minimal info here, but uh, <laughs> uh, they're, they're not going to listen to me on the show. But, I, again, I don't have any names, but I got some possibilities. Okay, first of all, I talked to somebody the other day, and I go, they got to be bringing in a punter, that, right? They go, well, they don't have one. What does that tell you? So, okay, so that was basically confirmation that, yes, somebody's going to be coming in. Now, that sounds like, okay, no duh, right? Yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe there's a walk-on on the team that's better than we think. I don't, Hey, look, man, I grew up <clears throat> in the 80s down in Florida, and – Half the kickers in the SEC back then were walk-ons. You didn't know anything about them until they, the first week of the season. So, you know, I'm nothing surprises me at that position. But it's, it's our understanding somebody is going to be brought in. Will it be a transfer? Will it be um, – I doubt it's going to be – well, maybe it'll be a high school kid. But, I mean, it seems like we would have found out about that by now if it was a high school kid, right? Uh, and, or it could be, again, maybe somebody from Australia like Aaron Kipos. Now, when Aaron Kipos got offered by Auburn, it was a lucky break that I happened to be up late one night. I mean, real late. and Because they're on a different time schedule, obviously, oh, yeah. down under. And I saw this tweet, and it was, somebody else tweeted it, retweeted it, or whatever. And, and sure enough, it was Auburn offering Kipos. Now, Auburn didn't want that out because they had a kicker on the team at the time, and they didn't want him freaking out that Auburn was going to be bringing in another kicker. Uh, but anyway... Point being, things do happen out of the blue, especially at the kicker position. And nobody knew who Aaron Kipos was until they offered him. And then, lo and behold, he visited a month later or whatever it was and committed on the spot. Uh, so, potentially, they could be going that route again. Now, COVID, the COVID-19 world, does that mean there's a quarantine? I mean, these are things that I don't know. But I reached out to somebody a few months ago from Pro Kick Australia, and I said, hey, just shot in the dark. Y'all sending anybody to Auburn? And it was kind of a cryptic response, one leading me to think that it certainly was possible, okay? 
And then I talked to another college coach recently, and I said, well, I thought Auburn maybe get somebody from Australia, but with COVID and you know all that's going on and we haven't heard anything, maybe it won't happen. And that coach said, oh, no, we have a guy coming in, his team, from Australia, and he wasn't coming in until July. So then I started thinking, okay, your, your mind starts turning, you know? Yeah. You, you can really overthink these things. I mean, we ought to just wait. But the bottom line is they're bringing somebody in. We're almost certain of that. We're just waiting to find out who it is, just like everybody else. But I think sometimes people don't want, you know, if, if the name got out of a kid, and let's just hypothetically say it is a guy from Pro Kick Australia, the name gets out. Well, Auburn's got a history of pretty good kickers, actually really good kickers. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe another school, a USC or an Alabama or whatever, says, well, you know, we need a kicker too. And Auburn likes this guy. And dang it, they've been pretty darn good at evaluating these guys through the years. So why don't we take a look? And so maybe that alters that, you, you know. So if you're Auburn, Auburn tends to be one of the more guarded programs. They really, um, they really don't like too much of their info getting out. So that's probably, that's my thinking here. But we do expect something, we're going to hear something in July. I mean, I, I'd love to be able to give you more than that, guys. No, no, that, that was great. That was great. Keith, we, uh, we personally think you're the best in the business, man. For all the folks listening, what all do they get when, they, uh, when folks subscribe uh, at AuburnUndercover.com? Well, a lot of the BS that I just, just gave you guys, basically. <laughs> yeah, I just, we just make this up as we go. But, uh, no, I mean, look, I, I, I think it's like 149 bucks a year. There's all kinds of specials. If you wait every couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, there's always going to be some special. But, look, a lot of VIP content, we try, look, here's what we try to do. You know, you, you always meet your goals, of course not. But we know a lot of people who live in Auburn or uh, fans or don't live in Auburn, they're working. They're doing stuff. We want to be your eyes and ears with the program, with the school, right? And that's what we try to do. If you, if you live in uh, Augusta, Georgia, and you, we're going to try to make you feel like you're in Auburn, that you know what's going on. Here's what we're here. Here's what we know. And, uh, and I think that's the best thing. I mean, that's what, and that's a great community meet interesting people and just people that love talking about Auburn and want to learn about Auburn. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's it. Yeah. And it's just AuburnUndercover.com. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned people work, and then, uh, you know, Michael and I have talked about this before. I mean, it seems like you guys have a story up, like, every three or four hours. Like I said earlier, I don't know when you sleep because you put up, like, four, four well, or five got, posts a day, yeah. it, seems like, it seems like. We got we got board members that the minute you write a story, they're already commenting, and I'm like, how do you guys stay on top of it? They, they're on top of this stuff better than we are sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, also we have pretty, we have good, solid insiders and people that offer different perspectives. You know, sometimes when you're so inside the bubble, you're sort of limited to what you can say. But an anonymous insider on a, on a message board, uh, he's not bound, he or she, they're not bound to any anything. They, you know, so there's information comes from different sources. And then, you know, we inform, you decide. That, that's really what it is. We're not there to take sides. We're not there to, uh, you know, to, to uh, have too strong opinions. Now, Philip Marshall, our columnist, he's covered Auburn for decades and decades. And you want his opinion because he's not, he's not 22. He, he, he has, and there's nothing wrong with there's great 22-year-old writers better than any of them, but where's their perspective? What can they relate to this team about the 1977 team? And that's where Philip is so great that he really – is like just a guy that can give you insight. And, and for that matter, Jason Caldwell and Mark Murphy, too. Oh, they yeah. have such great insight into the program. Uh, I just think, you know, if, if you're a true fan of a team, you want to know not just how Auburn won or lost. You want to know what it means. What does it mean? And if you're not doing that, you're really failing your readers, quite frankly. When you get a commitment, 
okay, now what? What does this mean? And that's uh, the other thing we really try to do. Now, again, you, you know, we're not perfect. We, uh, we miss on predictions and all that stuff, but yeah, that's really what we endeavor to do. Well, Keith, thank you so much for your time, man. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Man, good stuff, uh, as expected, from Keith Niebuhr of Auburn Undercover. We think he's the best in the biz. So thank you so much uh, for really listening to him. Not not really a whole lot mm-hmm. of us today. But we'll be back uh, tomorrow. We are chatting with Emery Blake, the former uh, former Auburn wide receiver, the 2010 national champ. So we uh, we look forward to, to chatting with him. Yeah, absolutely. Great uh, conversations with uh, with Keith and Emery. Yeah, absolutely. So Michael's on Twitter at CouchBapTato. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackaby. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. See you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.